We are indeed drifting into the arena of the unwell, making an enemy of our own future. What we need is harmony, fresh air, stuff like that. Can it be so cold in here? Like Greenland in here. We got to get some boobs. It's the only solution for this intense cold. Welcome to the Stage Speaking Podcast. <laughs> I am your host, Riley Quinn. <laughs> you have struck Hercules. <laughs> uh, leave that in. Uh, hi, uh, it's it's Riley from Trash Future, the Stage Speaking Podcast, where we all project. <laughs> uh, and I am with, uh, who am I with? I'm with Milo Edwards. It is me, Milo Edwards, the Victorian strongman, <laughs> going on my gramophone podcast after many long hours of lifting trapezoid weights with labels such as 100. <laughs> uh, we, we also... We we also have uh, we also have Olga Koch, who is uh, also a who's a, a grand dame of stage and screen. Thank you very much. I'm currently recording from my flatmate's room. My flatmate is a banker, and I don't know if you ever heard of this book, but it's the first time I see it. In his on his bedside table is a book that's called "You're Not Broke, You're Pre-Rich." Oh, <laughs> yes. well, new reading series. <laughs> new reading series. Has just displaced our last thing. You know what that is? That's um. This is a new identity for like people <laughs> to yell at you and Devin about for some reason. Alex, uh, mm. I studied pre-rich at Trump University. Yeah. <laughs> we also, we also, we also have today with us. We have, we have Alice, the bearded is, lady. Yeah, <laughs> we have Al, we have Alice, who's a freaking clown from the circus. Yeah, that's mm. right. Uh, and we are also very lucky to be joined. Uh, by a Twitch streamer and internet personality all around, uh, Liv, aka Liv Posting. Liv, how yes. you doing? I'm good. Good to be the the second bearded lady on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've got a quorum yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Baroness um, Nicholson. Baroness Nicholson's letter uh, is going to <clears throat> finally be. Uh, Finally, be read by the by the by the proper people. That, so, that sounds that. like <laughs> a, such a fucking mystery novel. Like Baroness Nicholson's letter. It's like yes, <laughs> after we do a couple of quick news hits up front, uh, we are going to be delving into how England. It, like once Al- Alice once said that England specifically is a country that has sick building syndrome, and we are going to explore some of the ways in mm-hmm. which the posh. So the the lords and ladies and worthy people of our country have been slowly getting stranger. Mm, Just licking the black mold from the tops of the walls. Yeah, exactly. Mm. But first, a couple of quick hits. Uh, Quick quick hit number one. Uh, Amy Klobuchar and Ben Sass, two of our our favorite members of the U.S. Senate, have just introduced. I am so excited about this, about, about this program they've introduced. It's a $4,000, this is like to help people not be permanently destitute because of the fact that the economy just stopped for like a while. Mm -hmm. The the legislation is a $4,000 tax credit available to people who lost their jobs due to the outbreak, which can be used to offset the costs of training apprenticeship certificates and two to four year programs. 
Skills wallets are back, baby. Then we're entering the swin zone. <laughs> <laughs> we, we are we're deep in the swin zone yeah. right now. Like American politics has taken a hard turn, not left, not right, but center into the swin zone. <laughs> Beautiful inside the swin zone. <laughs> and Amy Klobuchar got the vice presidential nod from Biden right after this, so it works, right? Yeah, absolutely. That's uh, exactly. This means that like she's th- taking a vice de- president course on Code Academy. <laughs> <laughs> Democrats are going to run. Uh, the Democrats are literally going to run on skills wallets, and they've got the stamp of approval of uh, Ben Sass, the anti gym teacher. Um, like the yeah, the okay, anti gym so teacher, epic Republican. Yeah, listen, I'm, I was I was always going to support this because as soon as the Klobuchar thing came out, I am I am a simp for Amy Klobuchar. I want her to like throw staplers at my head. This is uh, this is known. So, Liv, mm. as the as the only person here who actually lives in America, what do you think of uh, of what Amy Klobuchar and Ben Sass are going to do for you when they're not hurling uh, staplers at the heads of their subordinates or advocating for the hurling of uh, missiles at Iran? I actually technically don't live in America. I live in America Light, which is of course Canada. Even so better. I, I don't even the better. Cool America. Yes, exactly. Basically, we're like America, except everyone like same reactionary like settler politics as America, but everyone also loves the Queen. It's a great combination. Yeah. And you have some great yeah. microclimates, so I'm always here. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, the wine. It's, don't forget the wine. Of course. <laughs> the wine's but, good. It's good to just know that Lib Dems are taking over everywhere. Like, I mean, yeah. Canada, we have our Lib Dem guy who is Trudeau, like the Liberal Party. And now I guess mm. the Democrats are formally turning into it. I'm just, I'm waiting for uh, the Lib Dem takeover on your island for skills wallets to actually dominate um, everywhere in the Anglosphere. I'm yeah. very excited. But Boris two- takes off latex mask to reveal Joe Swenson. The thing, there are two policies. There are only two policies now that appear to be goers. One is skills wallets or something like it, and mm. the other is let's invent a new branch of the military. Mm. Yeah, and, and that's it. I love the idea that Joe Swinson is like Raz Al Ghul, and she's just like <laughs> of everything. Like you thought she was dead, but she is coming back. Yeah, she's got the Lazarus pet. It's fine. Yeah. Have merely adopted the Swin Zone. I yeah. was born in it. So we are, by we it. are all deep in the Swin Zone right now. I am <laughs> I am vibing with the Swin Zone. I'm rotating yeah. exactly at the speed of the Swin Zone, so the Swin Zone <laughs> looks like it's staying still. You are in geosynchronous orbit with the Swin Zone. I, I am getting more and more powerful as I learn more and more introductory JavaScript. Exactly. Let's get Jon Snow on. We'll get out the Swin Zometer. <laughs> So I I, I I don't know I don't know why that I mean I kind of have a theory as to why this idea won't die, which is that like a lot of people are looking at their lives and being like fuck this sucks I wish something mm. could be done about it and then you know I wish there was some kind of zone <laughs> yeah and, and then the only the only and then the 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 skills wallet hypothesis is basically well it's your fault basically that you know. That like the steel mine closed in your town. Yeah, you piece of or, shit. You dumb yeah. piece of shit. Go yeah. to school. Oh, learn to code. Yeah. Racism pit closed and weren't even skills wallet. <laughs> <laughs> and so like it's it's the only way of saying, well, we're not gonna give you anything material, but instead we're going to give you what the people who have the material stuff want, which is people who can like, I don't know, code or manage communications or whatever, which we'll get to. And then uh we're gonna say then you can maybe convince them to give you some of their stuff. Mm. that's the, as much as we're going to do 
So yeah, skills wallets. They're back. I treasure yes. my diploma from this one weird trick university. <laughs> wait, 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 what was the one weird trick, Olga? We, we can't, we can't air that. Yeah, exactly. That's you have to, you have to pay. It's like Scientology. You need to reach the level. Listen, here, here's the thing, right, Olga? You say the one weird trick, and I'll beep it. <laughs> Should we try it? Yeah, yeah let's do it. it. Uh, basically, get Jeff Bezos on the phone. <laughs> oh my god, this is amazing! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you. What you have to do is while you're doing the laundry, you sit on the. Beep. Yeah, no, no one knows. <laughs> There's a pyramid of local moms, and you have to climb all the way to the top before you learn the trick. Uh, so we're gonna a quick hit number two, Alice. You've uh, you've added this in here. Yeah, which the is goddamn the, the fucking uh, like we've had America light. Now we have England light. Talking about Scotland, the Scottish National Party in a huge shock to everybody voted with the Tories to not like do rent control and to not give tenants any of the coronavirus money because. But 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 but, but I thought they were woke. Yeah, they're extremely far left, and in fact, right, like if if you like if you wanted to give any credence to this, you could say, huh, but they have rent control in their manifesto. And the last conference, like something like 70% of their members voted in favor of doing rent control. And then they told them to go fuck themselves to vote with the Tories. So it, yeah, it, it rules. Uh, I love to like possibly gain independence as like a sort of like neoliberal fucking like cold Singapore. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I love it whenever you whenever you point out that the Scottish National Party are a bunch of like frauds and con men, and then your mentions are instantly full of like Scottish Nationalist Party people being like, actually they're very left wing, but like, but why do they have no, that voice? Sorry, actually they're very left wing. I think <laughs> you'll find, I think you'll find since the eleven hundreds the people of Scotland have been oppressed by the English and definitely not by the aristocracy of Scotland. And if we were just separate, we could finally separate the bathrooms from the English and then take control of Scotland to deep fry the entire country and then be free. Oh, you've gone feet red. <laughs> you have to, to do that accent. Um, yeah, so, you know, once again, you know, like all of these, like a lot of these political parties that have been, that have just been around for a while who all have like have their cozy relationships with capital and donors and stuff and landlords and they're all sort of well within the let's say acceptable mainstream of parties to vote for none yeah. of them are going to do like, anything close to yeah. what's necessary if, if you're trying to do like a left case for independence like a lexit thing within the SNP you are a child uh, i you go go stack alphabet blocks because i can't i can't yeah. do anything to help yes. you uh now um I th I don't know I I want to I, I before we go to the next section I do I would like to get the Canadian take on this Liv I'm sorry I thought you were American I didn't know you I was talking That's to a fellow okay. Canadian um, it's the same difference yeah I, no I always say that whenever anyone's mm. like oh so where in America are you from I'm like I'm actually from Canada and they're like oh I'm sorry I must have offended you I'm like I don't give a shit you're we like hey, don't worry about it bud yeah I'm not <laughs> to your rip. I, I I don't talk like those guys in the just out for a rip song or the or the show Letter Kenny you could never <laughs> tell. <laughs> I honestly so wish what, I did. It's an I, amazing I would, accent. I would love to talk like the Letter Kenny guys. That would be so yeah. cool. But um, or like I'd love to talk like Ricky from the Trailer Park Boys. Have that accent. Mm. But no. Uh, so what um, what 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 
How how does it does it surprise you at all that our version of the Bloc Québécois turns out to be entirely <laughs> reactionary? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I guess um, what the 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 quote by Hegel: "History repeats itself." I'm not yeah, sure which one's tragedy and which one's yeah. the farce. Maybe they're well, this, both. This is, they, they managed to do this. Like they had the first vote on this, and they voted no, and everyone got very mad at them. And then they're like, "Don't worry, we'll have a second vote." And then a week later, they had the second vote, and they voted no again. So you, we've pro- compressed amazing. the Hegelian, the Hegelian thing into yeah. a week. Oh, yeah. Now I'm imagining a powerful thing, an okay. underground Scottish separatist, like IRA equivalent. But they're all being funded by like rich Quebecois guys who like support. <laughs> <laughs> Je send the Barrett anti-material rifle to the Dundee. Thanks to our support from our brothers, Jean-Luc de Bastard and Pierre Kaljetsky, who have sent us a large supply of maple syrup. We are going to take the fight to Carlisle. <laughs> Just a gigantic shipment of tactical blackface. Fantastic. That, com- that completely makes sense, because... Liberal, because liberal politicians in Canada are constantly getting embroiled in inexplicably small-time Quebec crime. Mm. Like, <laughs> it has happened to the last three, I think. Um, it's like, or, or like mayors of Montreal are constantly going to jail. And so it would make sense that this is, oh yeah, the la- again, I think the last Montreal three- Montreal is just like Monopoly. <laughs> yeah, the last three mayors of again, Several mayors of Montreal have gone to jail while being mayor of Montreal. Really? So, 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 lucky if it's a community chest. <laughs> so, so, say Montreal a bunch more. Montreal. Montreal. Wait, but the Toronto Montreal. mayor as well, wasn't it? Robert Ford? No, he didn't he didn't yeah. he didn't go to jail go to while jail. being mayor. Yeah. No, he just yeah, did Montreal, a bunch of, of crack while he was mayor, and then like, died Montreal, of doing too much crack, I think. Montreal still has the exact politics of like 19th century New York, like Tammany Hall, New York, mm, nice. which is, I think, extremely funny. Well, like Toronto it's... was the first city in the world to officially adopt the crack commandments as law. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, that's that's. Oh, those are our quick hits up top. Now we're going to go into our main section, where we are going to explore this deep sickness that exists in the British upper class. This strange and unwell. Uh, yeah, we're going to do some fucking psychology. Actually, sorry, I want to I wanna retake that just so, so no one takes that out of context. Uh, we are going to explore the psyches of these deeply strange and unwell people. Join us in the Swin Zone. <laughs> no, this isn't the Swin Zone. This is like the Lord's Zone, right? Like yeah. this, is the, this is the Dubonnet Zone. No, this is the upstairs of Upstairs Downstairs. Yeah. We're, we're, we're like doing the Downton Abbey like aristocracy thing. And we're in... So, uh, yeah. let's- and this is all just from recently. Like the the, the aristocracy is getting weird. Yeah, we so we're going to start with this off weird. the top of the like barrel, basically, in the last week. Yeah. The Baron Barrel. I love that you said the aristocracy is getting weird. When like the earliest anecdote I can remember about the British aristocracy is them murdering the king's twelve-year-old boy lover with a hot poker. <laughs> okay, the arist- British aristocracy have always been weird, but because of online, their weirdness is and the modern press, their weirdness is much more on show. Yeah, it's disseminated so, um, more broadly. So basically, uh, Baron. Baroness Baroness Nicholson, who's like a Tory peer and Christian. Yeah, Baroness Nicholson um, of Winterbourne, which is just the most yeah. Skyrim ass <laughs> bullshit. Where the fuck is Winterbourne? Yeah. It's not a place. It w- she oh, actually, she w- she accidentally arose from an experiment where they ran four million volts through an Agatha Christie novel, and she just emerged. <laughs> so we're we're gonna hear some more fucking old timey weird shit 
Um, she writes, she wrote a letter to Marks and Spencer. She says, Dear Chairman, I write as a member of the Why ho- have you stopped doing the fondant pudding? <laughs> <laughs> I would rather it was that. I write as a member of the House of Lords with previous parliamentary and ongoing charitable responsibilities for the safeties of women and children against sexual violence. Can anyone guess where this is going? Well, she capitalizes uh, yeah. women and children, so... Mm. Yeah. Mm. Fondant puddings is what she calls trans people, I see. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, where she says, she's, she says, uh, like, a, like a bathroom warrior, uh, mm. I believe you may wish to follow the government's line it literally and, just and resume, Liz Truss's line that she yeah. shat out in a week. And resume single-sex spaces for the changing rooms thing. in your stores, which you thoughtfully provide for customer usage. I have never been to a store that has a single-sex changing room. They have, like, little cubicles, and then, like, a lady, or, or a guy, in fact, will, like, mm. look at your, how much stuff you have, give you a number to, so you mm. don't steal any of it. And you go try it on, yeah. and you take the stuff you want. They don't, this, is never, this has never been a sex-segregated space. No, the, pr- the problems... Like, sorry, go ahead. Okay, this is like the most British thing ever, because it's like a, you know, can I talk to your manager type of complaint. And the manager of the entire chain. Yeah, yeah. It's firstly, it's formalized in like an incredibly aristocratic way. Like, um, and then also, of course, it's about trans people. Mm. It's like yeah. the double whammy of British aristocracy. I think it's a triple whammy, actually, because it's a baroness who is getting um, mad at, at, at who's getting mad at like what is effectively a grocery store um, <laughs> using a uh, letterheaded paper. Uh, you and her status as an er- a feudal aristocrat who's getting. <laughs> incredibly incensed about single sex changing rooms something that's not a thing yeah, she, for our american you, listeners also marks and spencers is like target if it was invented by like a british grandmother yeah it's like one of those that somehow sells everything but in like a bougie way yeah she also she also gets the name of the law that she's talking about wrong twice and it like it that law doesn't define sex at all they just turfs just think it does uh, oh, yes, please, baby. Yeah, yeah. but no, she, this stretches. This is a two-page letter. We're like, we're just extracting the like most talk to the manager bits, but it goes on. Oh, it goes mm. on. It's a. I, I, I should, am not a crackpot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I should add that while you undoubtedly believe that you are protecting children from abuse, since changing of clothes can lead to voyeurism, newer legislation brings the laxness of this provision into question. Okay. Changing of clothes can lead to void. That is yeah. some nineteenth-century so badly written. Yeah. As a, yeah. a visitor, a frequent visit, visitor of the Pornhub amateur section. <laughs> uh, <laughs> thank, you, thank you, Olga, for bringing the the Olga energy. <laughs> Truly, though, nothing nothing will stop consumers from having sex in the stores. Um, I'm sure we've all seen the the ones where like women will interact with um, objects in IKEA. What? Uh, no? in, like, yeah. yeah. Okay, you haven't vi- visited. Many many people have seen this. It's very common. I, yeah. Pussy, pussy yeah. destroyed by a, yeah. I, I hate when I'm trying so to shop in I, IKEA not... and a lady puts the Florgenbügel up her fucking asshole. <laughs> <laughs> and then I watch it on the internet. Uh, yeah. Well, Twitch, baby. Well, Twitch, Twitch plays I, I, IKEA. Yeah, I mean. Basically, what uh, there, I'm trying to say is, is rules aren't going to stop anybody. No. Well, they're, what they are going to do is they are going to, you know, for bringing this back to reality for a second, what this is going to do is it's, it's like, 
Okay, you don't. I'm sorry. Are you saying this malm up my pussy isn't reality? <laughs> like what is what it's going to do? Right. What it's going to do is it's going to take the person who like counts the amount of things that you're taking in to make sure you're not wearing nine bras out, like everyone always is. Uh, they're going to take that person and they're going to put a cop hat on them, and they're just going to be a cop now. Mm. Yeah. Gender cop. Well, it's the it's the as the state gets more paranoid about the immigrants and trans people and the people that they, they've, they've chosen to get paranoid about, more and more people become cops. Like, mm. landlords, already not great, now also uh, border guards. Yeah, and the land I- cop. And the idea that, like, every, like, bathroom attendant and every changing room attendant now has to be, like, on sicko <laughs> patrol as well. It, just, it, it, is, it is this, it is appealing to this sense of crisis to create this broad sweep of authority uh, to basically just punish people who are disfavored. You're doing it. You're doing a bump in the. You're doing sorry, bump. You're doing a bump in the club at like three o'clock in the morning, and the guys are like, "Hey, bud, you want fresh enough? Some gum, some cologne? Hey, what yeah, gender I, are you?" I hate when I do a small bump of cocaine, and a SWAT team breaches through the bathroom cubicle and like compromises me to a permanent end. You're yeah. hiding the coke, but actually, they just want to look at your dick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so let's let's carry on. Some more, some more crazy rich people. This one's a lord, and he's a Lib Dem lord. Mm. Uh, lord Fox is his name. Also, like two, they, they let them have names that are too cool for them. Like, there's a Lord Adonis, right, and he's not hot. There's a Lord Sugar, and he's not hot. Baron, Baroness, <laughs> the Baroness of Winterbourne. I bet I don't even want her to top me. And Lord Fox, right? I guarantee you, is just going to be like an extremely rotund man. No, he's um, he's more of like a he's like a he's like a, a slim, a slender. I'm, I'm going to Google this. Man, I'm gonna Google yeah. him and we'll see. Lord Fox is talking, just like little like titles come up on the screen where it's like written by Hideo Kojima, designed by Hideo. Yeah. Kojima. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't look like a fox. He looks like a sick badger. <laughs> Basically, what's happened is he has used the government. He owns a a strategic advisory firm, like a strategic nice. communication company called Vulpus Advisory. Fox. Yes, fuck off. Yeah, fuck off. Amazing. Big um, fan of Fallout New Vegas. Yeah, so he uh, mm. he basically has he has this this like strategic communications company, so like a, a fake company. I don't know. I'm sure they do things. It's just the thing they do is stupid. Tactical communications. Um, yeah, no tactical Tier one punctuation. So basically, he's already like a, some multi zillionaire, and he has paid himself as a furlough or something through his company, and is still claiming Times his hundred and sixty two pound a day allowance to be in the House of Lords. Where he's just an unelected guy who goes on like video chats for once a day to con- vote against, you know, continuing to give anyone any rights. It's awesome. The rules. And he- and here's the thing: he has decided to be an epic logic guy. Mm. Where uh, when this was uncovered, and it- he was, it was suggested that having his private income paid by the state, as well as taking his lord's stipend, was like looked pretty greedy. He says, "I don't think conflating the two is even logical." Oh damn! We're owned. Damn. Yep, we're, Lord we O'Neill owned. over here. Yeah, so it's a, and so it's a, a, this. I, mean, I think this shows someone who, again, as as a lord, is so removed from the idea of normality that he's like, well, obviously, all of this is for me. Yeah. So 
you know. Of course, why wouldn't it be? If yeah. it like if it were bad, it wouldn't be like legal. So yeah. it's fine. Mm. Why would anyone leave this big pile of treats in my office? About- <laughs> <laughs> this is kind of what he said. He said, "If HMRC had thought it was an- ineligible for me to have applied for that loan, they would have said so." Oh, yeah. Sure. Yeah. No. The only judge of whether things are good or bad or not is whether they're legal. Cool. That's mm. right. That's right. So it's just like, well, look. Obviously, again, it's um. Well, also, the thing is, right? Like, it's not even like that stupid of him from a political perspective because he's a lord. What are we gonna do? Vote him out? Yeah. Mm. What's what's what? He he's a lord. He's accountable only to that woolen bag. Yeah. <laughs> Literally true. Yeah. This is a this is a stupid country. Just leave it to leave it to the urban foxes. Like I, I've had enough. It's irredeemable now. Yeah. I've heard Baroness Nicholson called a lot of things in my time, but that woolen bag is probably the most inappropriate. <laughs> uh, yeah, this uh, is what happens when you don't kill your king. Mm. You gotta kill at least mm-hmm. once. One at least one king killing, or Thanks your society me. turns out like this. I th- well, we I th- had one, but it didn't it. stick. That's right? True, like, that's true. Yeah, it didn't. Yeah, we, you got to at least maybe twenty years of pro killing king culture. So yeah, it's just the pure the pure entitlement of a guy of a guy who was made a life peer by the Lib Dems under Nick Clegg, who now That's so cursed. Now yeah, well it's because it's because of the fucked up way our upper house works. There are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. There are hundreds. There are multiple hundreds of Lib Dem lords. Yeah, yeah. because like Nick Clegg just appointed tons, and they're all mm. there forever. Yeah, I mean that's the thing in in the swin zone. You can't die. Yeah. <laughs> the thing is that the the technocratic transformation of this country into the swin zone is going to start from the House of Lords, which is where the Lib Dems have their base of power. Awesome! Yeah, yeah. no, I look forward to this. Yeah, it rules. It rules. It, it, and, and you know, it, it's that's the thing. There's no expenses scandal for the Lords because there's nothing. Oh, why would that be? Like, yeah. oh, they're spending too much on fancy ermine robes. It's like, no, they shouldn't exist in the first place. Yeah. Th- that's the scandal. So I'm going to take it now out of the upper house into the lower house, where Jacob Rees-Mogg, um, Milo, who you always helpfully describe as a man who's one bad day away from wearing two monocles. Yeah, he, he like. <laughs> It's ironic that Jacob Rees-Mogg is in the the regular house, despite being the most Victorian person who has ever lived, and including <laughs> I include in that all people who were actually born in the Victorian era. Well, all he has, all he has to do is like lose an election in uh, in his constituency, and he'll be made a lord, so he can keep. Yeah, the- Baron Rees-Mogg. Yeah. yeah, that's all. If that, if here's something. Well, he's all- already a, he's already actually a, a, a titled peer, but he just isn't a House of Lords peer. Lord. I'm pretty sure hmm. he's like, isn't he like the, uh, like he's like a Marquis or something? No, because remember, he's like new money. He lives in a stately home. Yeah, he li- he bought a stately home, but he does not have uh, a-, a title. Oh, okay. Yeah. Damn, yeah. owned. Yeah. Um, More it, like it, Trump, am I right? Yeah, hmm. exactly. The, 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 this, this does not own him. This is just factually correct. So basically, Jacob Rees-Mogg's now that he, like, all of the politics of, of Jacob Rees-Mogg, like, all of his political wishes have come true, he hmm. now has to fight a new battle, which is uh, stop the lockdown on the House of Commons specifically. Expose us to the coronavirus. I mean, yeah. the last time I, it was I, open, all it did was infect the entire conservative front bench and nearly kill the prime minister. So it's fine. I mean, yeah, comrade. Yeah. Worst person so, you know makes great point. <laughs> comrade COVID, yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
So I, I don't fully understand. Um, I mean, I, I don't fully understand kind of why he seems to be so set on this other than just he thinks the benches are fun. He just yeah. likes to be in the old building. He likes lounging, right? Like yeah, it's the other one where there's like the photo of him sleeping on the bench. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's absolutely it. Very wholesome. Yeah. yeah. He just wants to be there lying down. He wants yeah. to have a he's little. Just, he's a big lap. sleepy boy, and he just wants to be back on the bench Maybe having a nap. It's the one. It's the one place where his nanny can't come and like catch him jacking <laughs> off. <laughs> Parliamentary privilege enables him to jack off in the chamber. Yeah, it's the one place. Well, he's How the do you leader think they of the house. Fill that big wool sack. <laughs> uh, Britain says Britain has so many stupid fucking traditions. Um, yeah, yeah. So uh, his he seems to be again campaigning for everyone to come back to uh, Parliament. After, uh, and here's another sort of fucking Skyrim-ass term, the Whitson Recess. That is W-H-I-T-S-U-N space recess. This is the most irritating thing since my school decided that it had a Michaelmas term. It's like, no, it fucking didn't. Yeah. Oh, I love Michaelmas. And the whole family gets together and worships Michael, who yeah. died for our sins. It's great. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, well, the Whitson Recess is actually the uh, the story by Chaucer that the American cartoon Recess was based on. Yeah, that's right. They changed um, the ending, of course. Yeah, it is uh, 50 days after Easter, Parliament Parliament deconvenes. Again, just this, they're, the entire, like, the country adopted the metric system and then stopped there. Everything else is mm. still completely arbitrary and stupid. Oh, there's, there's 25 Whitsons to the recess, I think you'll find. <laughs> yeah, it's like, no, Jesus, no. Right. Oh, sorry. Oh, you need, oh, you're, you're dying because you lost your job due to the global pandemic? Sorry, it's 50 days after Easter. That means parliamentarians have to go and collect a sack of millet from their home village to bring back to the king. Mm. Have you no. seen? Have you seen the ceremonial like royal hat that like uh, I think Lord Lieutenants have? Is this I like a sorting not. hat? It's worse. It's like it's like a, imagine imagine a Robin Hood hat, right? Like the hat that Robin Hood wears, but fox or human version. But <laughs> instead of green, it's red, and it's much pointier in the front. Like it like it looks like you could put your eye out with it. Yeah. So and like it's. it's it's like a plague doctor mask, but a plague doctor who's not taking plague doctoring very seriously. Yeah, that's exa- it's called the cap of maintenance. If you want oh, to look it up, and it's the maintenance guy wears it in the house. Yeah, of the maintenance guy wears a big red fucking like Muscovy hat, and it's incredibly stupid. This has just reminded me. This is a really quick hit of something. I was speaking to a friend of mine the other day who works in tax, and he said he was once in court, and they had like a guy from HMRC who'd like seized all of this stuff illegally from someone at the border. And in his report, he'd written, "I then seized these goods for Her Majesty the Crown." (laughs) 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 Read this out, and he went, "Uh, first of all, I would like the gentleman to realise that this makes no sense, and is second of all pompous." (laughs) (laughs) Um. I'm going to add a picture of the fucking cap. Uh, anyway, so those are, those are some uh, posh parliamentarians who just seem to... Be, I, I, the, like, Look I, at this hat. I don't think they know that they are, are normal humans. I think that they... That's a cool hat. Yeah. <laughs> I guess how Supreme put this out, actually, know, a couple to, months ago. <laughs> just beautiful, yeah. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. Our beautiful it's- boaters. <laughs> like if you extruded a fez. Mm, that's right. Oh yeah, it looks it looks like something uh Monty Python's Spanish Inquisition would wear. Yeah. Uh anyway, so this is these are the people in charge of government who just 
have not really clicked that more people exist than them or that like they're human and mm. they are they have they have frailties no they are they are, it is because i think that the boomer the boomer brain of walking around and trying to get covid on purpose because mm. you want to you want to help herd immunity that's just like a devolved version of posh brain which assumes that like you're because you're so used to people doing whatever you want i think you begin to trick yourself into thinking that you kind of can control physics with your mind so i think they yeah. think they're a little bit dragon ball and i don't think that like, i think and i think that like if you ask them they'd say well no of course not all the rules normally apply but inside in their very little brain in their brain stems i think they think that they just can't get over the idea that they are it is they are in control of everything around them it's right and good that that's the case and that things just good magically happened to them. when the revolutions of 1848 hit austria the chancellor von Metternich went to the emperor and he said my emperor the people are tearing down the gates of the palace and the emperor said but they're not allowed to do that are they <laughs> <laughs> so let's but let's let's go from the chambers of the uh of, of the of the politics of this country, let's go to the royals. Let's just say hello to the royals. Mm. Oh, check in on how they're doing. So, yeah. um, I'll start. I'll start with the one that we assume should be a complete persona non grata in public, right? Yeah. Uh, some of the coverage. Princess Michael of Kent. Yes. You're <laughs> Here's some of the coverage of Prince Andrew again from this month. But Sarah Ferguson and Prince Andrew have spoken publicly about the excellent friendship they have maintained. Uh, managed to maintain more than 20 years after their divorce while they still live together. Aw. Mm. Damn. That's, that's, that's the story about Prince Andrew now. He's just really good at maintaining long-term yeah. friendships. That's what we can say about Prince Andrew. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so Sarah Ferguson just saying, yeah, no, um, it's, it's, he's a really nice guy, and like my hyoid bone has never been stronger. In, um, in, in I'm not feeling bad about myself in any way. <laughs> in 2018, she noted that she and Andrew really believe in each other. They really enjoy each other's company and allow each other to, bl to blossom. I know it sounds like a fairy tale, but that's the way they are. What? Aww. They're divorced. And what about that is a fairy tale? They are literally divorced. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's the, uh, that's the coverage of Prince I Andrew I just want right to hang out with my ex-husband and not sweat together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I, just, I want to blossom with my ex-husband like a fairy tale, you know, like fairy tale Prince Charming. I love that the benchmark for a successful marriage in the royal family is you still get divorced, but you don't murder the other one. <laughs> um, so the the that that was in twenty. They, so this is the article quoting something from twenty eighteen. Uh, at current time, Sarah and Andrew are believed to be isolating with their daughter, Princess Eugenie, and her husband, Jack Brooksbank. Sarah and her daughters have been spotted delivering food and care packages to NHS staff during the pandemic. That is the brass eye. That this is the one thing we didn't want to happen. Yeah. Mm. Um, so yeah, you know, um, imagine, imagine like getting married to Princess Eugenia, then having to isolate with Prince Andrew, and just like the conversation you have to make over the dinner table. Like, so Andrew, what what have you been up to uh, since the um... <laughs> really missing Pizza Express? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Any old friends you've been in touch with? <laughs> old, old, old friends specifically, not young ones. No, old friends. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's the. This is how the. Uh, if you basically what we've learned is that if you, um, you know, are, if you are Prince Andrew and did all the Prince Andrew stuff, what allegedly? Happened, 
Well, I just said did all the Prince Andrew stuff. All the pieces. Yeah, allegedly. If, if he allegedly did Prince. the stuff that he allegedly did. Whatever. Um, that's that. What happens is you retire from your fake job cutting ribbons. You no longer mm. administer your charity. And then you still get soft focus pictures of you in the press, like you know, you know, you know the common, you know, the common feature of all of these stories is, and what the thesis of this episode is. Uh-huh. It's uh, the the they're rubbing our faces in it, right? Like there's the, there is nothing that you can do about any of these people, and they are perfectly content to be like, no, I have in fact claimed my massive salary twice because I can. Mm. Fuck you. Yeah, uh, I'm taking my massive ridiculous hat. And I'm going to like uh, allegedly do some alleged things, and then get some soft press, and then there's nothing you can do. There's nothing you can do about it. I'm not rich. I just get paid twice. It's yeah. a tradition. Yeah, uh, Liv. Before we move on to uh, the next member of the royal family, how do you feel about this so far? I I feel like the main lesson we can learn is that like even though like American meritocracy is like entirely bullshit, at least like the American like royal you know rich incredibly rich dynasties came out of like the nineteenth century, like you know a couple hundred years ago where it's like you know the the Kennedys etc the the actually capable um like member of that family that like built their Wealth yeah, was two hundred years ago. Good to be a good bootlegger. Yeah, yeah that, boot, that bootlegger. Yes, yeah, so go ahead. Go ahead. Oh yeah, compared to like in Britain, where it's like you never like you never meaningfully like shook anything up. There was no Jacobin revolution. So you ask like a rich person when they their family got their wealth, and they're like, uh, like when the Romans left the island. I think like it's <laughs> like two thousand years ago. Like the only capable member of your family. Who has ever done anything? If you're one of these like rich lords, is like a dude who won a battle against Julius Caesar. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, That's it. Yeah, it's true. It's like, like at least with the Kennedys, you got, uh, you got bootlegged. You got, you got, yeah. you, got you know, mm. yeah. Of course, you, you got some booze out of yeah, it. You got some yeah. Canadian whiskey. So now, now, yeah. Unfortunately, you know, like they're they're like ninth inbred kid though or like whatever one didn't you know like crash himself quote unquote in a plane or whatever like he's he's saying that he he stands he stands with like Wait, a pig was, revolutionaries w- was was the quote unquote there around crash your plane like do you think he was like on a <laughs> missile <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah um anyway so yeah at least you got that or even like with with zuckerberg you can at least be like no what he did what he did sucks and everything about him sucks and all, his entire country. Yeah, and he didn't like invent that much, but he stole at, something at the right time. Yeah. At, at least you can point to why he's that wealthy. It's, yeah, um, you know, but but with all these like royals and all these like lords, lords and so on, it, we are we are late, like it's it's we are still have all the trappings of a feudal contract. It's just most of the people taking the money are you know not part of that feudal contract. But we still have to abide by all the aesthetics of it. Yeah. Well, there were actually there are two kinds of the feudal lords, right? You've got the ones who are like they've just sort of inherited their money because their father was like their great 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 grandfather was like the boy lover of William the Conqueror or whatever. And you've got <laughs> the ones, and you've also got the ones who like made their money in like the eighties by like selling like you know out of date porridge oats to the prison system or something. But then they were made like Lord of Lord of Gruelsbury or whatever. The <laughs> yeah, that's the difference, right? It's like all of our guys, like we have the same shithead guys who like otherwise would have become Kennedys, but the blob of aristocracy just absorbed them and turned them into like lord and lady fucksworth 
so here's the next one. This is Prince Charles. This is going all the way to the top. The mm. Black Spider himself. Mm. Um, where Prince Charles mm. has been coming out in support of the Pick for Britain campaign, which is basically like this thing where we realized, fuck, we closed off our borders to our biggest supplier of like our biggest supplier of uh, seasonal farm labor. Um, and farm labor in this country is very low paid and no one wants to do it because just because it like minimum wage just because of the way that currency and, and you know, uh, purchase it fucking works. sucks. Yeah, like, yeah. It's, it's, it's always going to be a shitty job, but it's a shitty job that's like remunerated extremely poorly and is basically the infrastructure only exists to do it. If you were like brought over in like a fucking gang from another country, right? Let's, yeah. just, let's just say that the. The, the minimum minimum wage here translates to enough purchasing power in Poland that some people have made the decision like this is worth my time. Yeah. Well, not not even Poland anymore. Like that 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 kind of that wave passed over Poland and now it's like Bulgaria for the yeah. most part. Yeah, but yeah, I'm from a town where the richest guy in the town is the guy who owns a horse that's actually two guys in a pantomime costume. <laughs> <laughs> like, like that, like that. But in order to get the food from the ground into into the 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 food, ch- the food um, chain, basically into the M and S changing rooms. Yeah, yes. in, order, in order to get the food from the ground to your plate, like that, that calculation worked. Um, yeah, but because Close of quote unquote, yeah, I was saying it worked according to its own logic. You know, it was. Yeah, but now much- now what we're seeing is like season three shit. The the logic of Capital was like insane but it it functioned now it doesn't function yeah. so now we have some other shit going on so the the other shit going on right now is the pick for britain campaign which is now trying to turn um farm laborers into troops awesome, awesome. <laughs> more troops <laughs> this, this, again, and this also continues with my thesis that society is dividing into morlocks and eloy and all of them and you can know if your job <laughs> is a morlock job because you're being told you're a troop no, we're just gonna get the color coding from paranoia, right? You'll just be like a you. You'll have like a gray clearance or a black clearance or a blue clearance. So basically, pick for Britain is this thing where they're like, ah, we need people to pick all of this food that's gonna rot in the fields because a combination of leaving the European Union and the coronavirus, uh, which is just basically meaning that um, uh, traveling seasonal work is no longer really viable. Yeah, so, well, they started out with this like a few weeks ago, where they were trying to get university students to do it, and the university students all like obviously refused. And then like there were people being like, "Oh, maybe there's too many genders to pick the vegetables." Right. <laughs> yeah, that's, right. that's right. That is true. I do have too many genders to pick vegetables. Oh, yeah. I can't pick the vegetables because my boobs are getting in the way. <laughs> <laughs> true story. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, I can't pick. I can't pick this carrot. It's making me too horny. Wait, this is Lemon Stealing Whore, the most iconic porn film ever made. Um, yeah. So no. So basically, Prince Charles. Uh, Prince Charles, like, just like fully, like, rubbed some beetroot on his face. Uh, full, fully redded himself up. Got redder than any man I've ever seen. Uh, and then stuck his hands in his pockets, and then put himself behind a chicken wire fence, where he then said that picking fruit and vegetables is unglamorous and at times challenging. But well, do it yourself, you fat cunt. <laughs> well, no, he can't because he's got a—he has ribbons to cut. 
Of course. The thing of is course. about Prince Prince Charles, I, I like in terms of there are like there are like different kinds of royals and they exist on a scale from like malign to stupid. And he's definitely on like the stupid end of the scale where like Prince Charles has like convinced himself that he is a farmer because he like owns farmland and grows things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I hate his fucking yeoman farmer shit too. And so oh. like he probably does pick vegetables occasionally and he's like kind of conv- he does he's he's doing the um the like the Lucille Bluth thing of like Ooh, picking vegetables, what can it possibly pay? Thirty pounds an hour <laughs> <laughs> well, one of my one of my favorite anecdotes about prince charles is uh, i say that like i have a lot and i don't but when they got married him and diana went on honeymoon on the royal yacht and there's stories about her just like essentially simping for him like just she would just be in in like a bikini that was next to nothing and be like hey you want to come in my room and fuck me and he's like no i've got to read this novel by like this rhodesian guy about farming because that's cool. <laughs> a novel by a Rhodesian guy about farming is also presumably about like some kind of pistol they designed that you need two hands to fire <laughs> to protect your rhubarb. Um, but he and also the other thing is like Prince Charles is a stupid royal who thinks he's maligned because mm. of all like the black spider letters and stuff. Mm. Um, so the food and farming sector. Oh, sorry. Uh, at this time of great uncertainty, many of our normal routines and regular patterns of life are being challenged. No, they're not. Yours aren't. Yours are the same. You just did, like literally just like now just more people have to do what Prince Charles normally does, which is clap things. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the food. How, how is he so bad at it, though? Like he keeps putting out videos of him clapping and it's like it's the first time every time. So I'm well, gonna that's get... the other thing is there's, there's t- another d- dividing line in the royal spectrum, which is royals who, when they clap, it's like they've never tried to clap in their entire life. And royals who, when they clap, clap harder than anyone has ever clapped. You ever seen the Duke of Kent clap? It, he, like, <laughs> he does it from the elbow. He's like <laughs> winging his entire arm. Jolly <laughs> good. They're so weird. No, he says, food does not happen by magic. It begins with our remarkable farmers and growers. But it does for fucking Prince Charles. It effectively yeah. does happen by magic for him. Yeah. Well, because there are also two kinds of farmers, right? You've got the I live on I live to sit on a throne of turkey skulls and have a barn full of <laughs> Romanian into their punk beds. And then there's the ones who's like, oh yeah, I was in a band with Damon Albarn that didn't go anywhere in the nineties, not blur the other one, and now I've started like an alpaca farm and there's they're constantly making channel four <laughs> documentaries about me for some reason. Like as as previous guest Sarah Tabor will tell you, farming like farmers aren't laborers for the most part in, in the UK. They're management, right? Like they hire seasonal labor to do the actual work and they do essentially administration, right? Uh, so I, I want to uh, I, I want to bring in uh, our, our Olga and Liv as well on this, uh, where we have uh, Prince Charles assuring everyone that fruit does not happen by magic. Uh, please come pick it, but we're not going to raise your, your minimum wage. Yeah, are you guys going to go and pick fruit, do you think? Are you interested in that? Sounds like a, a good deal to me. Come to the come to the island that I I think I guess I assume my ancestors were running away from to to go like um, do genocide in the new world. Come back and just start picking picking yeah. food. I mean, no, but before before you agree, I do have to tell you that there will be a mandatory genital check every fifteen minutes just to make sure that you're not any more trans. Yeah, that's, uh, the, yeah, that's yeah. the British version of a vibe. 
I assume that was like everywhere on the island, not specifically. But- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've we've actually increased the rates of it for like to make sure that you're not getting trans in the food. Yeah. Right. So it's, a, it's ancestors. Back then, the surname was Posterberry. So it will it will be hard draft, but it will be hugely important if we are to avoid the crops not going to waste. But again, the Pick for Britain campaign offers no guarantees uh, that the wage is going to be good. No guarantees that it's going to be that you're like room and boards. You have to go live on the farm. Is it going to get taken out of your wage? And mm. they no, and they have no responsibility. They declaim this themselves. They have no responsibility or liability whatsoever for any third party's obligations under the Modern Slavery Act. <laughs> wow. I mean, that's just Amazing. standard. That's standard copy. That's standard fine print. What I love about yeah. the UK in general is that I think they have this like emergency button, not really emergency. They use it all the time where it's like if they need something, they're just like, make it look like World War One. And so they're like, yes. we can't possibly pay them. What do we do? Oh, press the button. And they're like, make them look like heroes. Done. Yeah, the emergency button has the second most letters robbed off of it, <laughs> apart from the racism button, which is right next. <laughs> the racism <laughs> button just has like an R. Yeah, we have the twin, we have the twin zone and the troop zone. Mm. Uh, <laughs> Use your zone. <laughs> we are we are miles away from the cool zone, uh, but we're but always the old- in the rip zone. I'm, yeah. I'm so glad that the cool zone, capital T, capital C, capital Z, is like now a part of our Argo. Yes, absolutely. I've been thinking about the cool zone ever since we were talking about the fun zone on the stream. Mm. So here's here's the apotheosis of posh people being weird, uh, which is Amber Rudd, the former Home Secretary and the architect of the hostile environment, uh, someone who saw sort of many, many, many um, Jamaicans uh, and other Caribbean immigrants who had full rights to be here be deported, many of them to their deaths, is constantly being epic on Twitter by quote tweeting her daughter Flora, who's a journalist's horny tweets. Yeah, it's and weird. It's, it's so strange. It it, yeah. it is some step family shit. If yeah. like when we say that Britain has sick building syndrome, we're talking about this kind of thing. Oh yeah, these are some cursed energy posts, and like <laughs> why are all the Tories married to like either living or dead newspaper columnists? What is it with that? Because like Flora Gill is her daughter with A. A. Gill. Yeah, Amber Amber Rudd. We're gonna start this with some because I've I've pulled some tweets of Amber Rudd and Flora Gill's bizarre interactions online, mm. and it starts with Amber Rudd tweeting. I love both my children equally. How could I pick between the one volunteering to provide meals for those in need and the one constantly writing about how horny she is? Uh, that is that's that's your child, your literal child, and 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 you were you were a government minister. And, 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 and more- also, if there's one thing that Amber Rudd loves doing, it's taking meals away from people. In need. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um. The and and they uh an- another more recent one was how Flora posting how worried should I be that over a forty minute conversation with my mom on eleven a.m. on a Wednesday she gets through two tins of cocktails. There's one thing you need to know about Amber Rudd, and it's that she's a fucking legend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Amber Rudd on the sesh, just deporting millions and millions of people, not even keeping track. 
Amber Rudd quote tweets this with snitch. Everyone knows lockdown has thrown all drinking rules out the window. So it's like <laughs> Amber Rudd normally uses international drinking. <laughs> I'm so excited yeah. for, for this to get exactly the same response as Diane Abbott drinking literally the same cocktail on the tube after work in the afternoon. Yeah, uh, mm. and it's it is a there's like that obvious hypocrisy, but like we're season three, hypocrisy yeah, is no yeah, longer yeah, anything yeah. now. It's gone. It's dead as a concept. Uh, no one, no one cares about that anymore. Let's go on to some more Flora Gill, Amber Rudd tweets. Yeah, why is it so mm. horny? What's with why? Well, I don't. I Tories, don't know. They're are, the horniest people. These are, posh people are fundamentally unwell. But why? Why do yeah. they think it's okay to be horny to like at their mum? <laughs> don't know. They're still, they're still sexually repressed from like the entire Victorian era, so they're getting it all out of their system still. Yeah, what kind of what oh, kind of repressive like, girls' yeah. school does Flora Gill have to go to that like she gets out of it, gets her like job for life as a columnist, and is like, yeah, now I'm going to post ten thousand tweets about fucking Flora Gill <laughs> secretly pulling the covers off of the table legs at girls' school to get horny too. <laughs> I mean, like, listen, listen, yeah, I, 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 I have been known to do a horny tweet from time to time, but also my mum doesn't know what Twitter is, and if she did, I would fucking kill myself. Well, it, it, the thing is, right? Like I, again, I I don't personally support horny tweeting. I think it's something that should probably <laughs> excuse up. me. Um, look, R- Riley is just on some ace representation lately. It's cool. Yeah, that's just like, but that's just kind of a personal vibe. I don't think anyone should ban it. And I don't. I, I again, like Flora is Flora Gill is like kind of like a lifestyle writer who talks about relationships and stuff. It's just the the strange thing about this isn't that she's you know posting. Uh, horny shit. It's posting horny it's shit with your mum. It is yeah, horny posting with showering your with your dad. Kind of uncomfortable. <laughs> like we're, we're going be the only to- one showering with your dad. Yeah, exactly. But like this is, is we're back to the Lord Fox thing. This is one of those things that like it's not technically illegal, but it makes me feel so uncomfortable that I think it must be wrong. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so here's here's some more. Um. Flora Gill posts a screenshot from Tinder. The guy who ghosted me 10 years ago on my gap year after I lost my virginity to him has now slid into my DMs to tell me that I'm the most impo- accomplished person he's ever slept with. And Damn, I think prayers this- up for this guy, pouring one out. <laughs> I, I, quick, Bruh. I need the perfect response. To which her mother replies, your mother would like to speak to him. Bruh, why? Uh... How, how does... I feel bad about myself that Flora Gill has simps, right? Like, and I feel bad... I feel worse that she's then, like, Exposing those simps for like clout with her mum. Yeah, and why does Amber Rudd want to fuck this guy? That's what I'm trying to understand. <laughs> so I, I, I don't fully understand. I, I don't think any of us sitting around this table are actually capable of understanding why, unless they're trying to do a comedy double act. Yeah, it's it, it's swell with two people. No, I, I, fuck, I don't know. It's so weird and uncomfortable. This is the most uncomfortable I've been with, like, tweets since we read Derek Mackay's texts to that team. Oh. <laughs> a cursed seed is germinating in my mind. The new Amber Rudd and Flora Gill basic bitch podcast, Rudderless, <laughs> where they where they drink tins of cocktails and talk about boys they've slept with. Uh, so um, here's another one. Uh, Flora Gill posts uh, posts a picture of like a shop selling lube. Well, that's Mother's Day sorted. Then what better gift is there than friction free fun? No, no, go oh, to jail. No. Go to jail. 
Do not pass go. Do not collect two hundred pounds. Go fuck? to the jail that all of the mayors of Montreal are in. Yeah, damn. Uh, yeah. Le, le, le to jail. Which, to which Amber Rudd wrote, <laughs> an empty house is gift enough. What? what but, Why are you posting lube at your mom? This is literally like th- this is culminating to like a fucking like a, extinction point, a vanishing point of. Like one of them doing the big huge comes in my pussy tweet, right? Like it's ah. it, this is the it's gonna get worse until it can't get worse anymore, and then we well, all tear that, our own eyes out like Event Horizon. The saddest thing about all of this is that this is making us realize that the cast of Trash Future are a bunch of fucking prudes and virgins. Uh, you you take that shit back. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think Alice is, has all the horniness for Yeah, all of that's us. true. I, I I got like all of the sexuality okay, Riley you're isn't gonna using. Tweet Luda, but your mom, you're not horny enough. Okay. I don't I don't support that. <laughs> I don't want my mom involved in any like lube related no. No. Gross. Uh here's another one. Uh Flora Gill tweets. Not afraid to tackle the important issues. Here's why we all want to shag Rishi Sunak for GQ. Oh, so she's, no. she's hey, the careful with the use of the word all there. She, she is the originator of the uh, sexy Rishi Sunak thing. Uh, and then Amber Rudd quote tweets, Flora, we have a very different understanding of the word important. Oh. Again, she's not disagreeing. That's she's also, just saying that like, Amber, is Amber, Amber Rudd's still an MP, right? That's... Like, is that not actually sexual harassment? Because that's that's your co-worker. <laughs> I I think let's I think like maybe, but like let's not let let's not apply those standards which we know don't matter. Yeah, let's let's apply uh, the standards of it being it, fucking it, weird. Yeah, in in this case, I think it's clear it's clear that she's not like that. That's not happening. It's just it's strange that your mother quote tweets you about you being horny. It's weird, and I don't know why they do it, it's and I wish strange. they would stop. It's strange that your mother quote tweets you at yeah. all. <laughs> yeah. uh, Flora Gill tweets, I'm so bored, it's only a matter of time before I quote, accidentally release a sex tape. Amber Rudd quote tweets, please don't. Do did they think this is banter? Um, I, th- I mm. think this is... I mean, What does Amber Rudd know about the imagine, sex tape? Imagine anything as cursed as a Tory columnist sex tape. No, uh, eyes no. wide shut. <laughs> yeah, uh, shut. yeah. So, um, so this is this is this is again just from the last like like this is not this is not like me going back to 2012. This is all relatively recent. Yeah, it, yeah, it, it's not good. I don't feel good about it. I don't feel good about myself. I mm. this country is unwell badly, mm. badly. Yeah. Where it's there, there is some special brain process that happens in the in the minds of the posh that I don't think we understand. Yeah, there's like a there's kind of like a weird division in the Tories between like the kind of like the the pure like the Matt Hancock's and the Liz Trusses, the Instagram Tories. Yeah, and then you've got like the kind of like the nerd Tories, like the kind of like the Theresa May end of the party, and then you've got all the chaotic horny Tories, which is like uh, Boris uh, Amber Rudd. Like Amber Rudd has like powerful horny mom energy. Mm. Apparently, because she keeps engaging with her daughter's horny tweets. Yeah. I guess all of us are just (laughs) (laughs) pre-rich. All of this is good. I'm like, we're we're all gonna celebrate. You're just pre-horny. Yeah, we're all we're all gonna make money buying and selling oil and government debt now that both of them are priced negatively um, Mm. somehow. And uh, then we're gonna get rich. We're gonna re-listen to this episode in like a year or so. We're gonna be like. 
Of course. Now it makes sense. Anyway, time to send a dick pic to my family WhatsApp for bands. <laughs> yeah, <it's, laughs> yeah by, by that point, you become so rich that the only currency is horniness. Yeah. Uh, I'll, so I, I want to move on, though, from our, our, our uh, lords and masters uh, who are all getting their, getting their dicks out and getting paid from multiple sources and horny posting and, you know, yeah, subscribe to like back. Rudd Gill family yeah. only fans. Yeah, exactly. Uh, just calling everyone to be at war with all the stuff all the time. Mm. Just a, a confused, a confused and strange upper class. Truly lions led by donkeys. So this was the aristocrats. <laughs> uh, yeah, what what do you call an act like that? I mean, very. I think that's <laughs> probably a pretty good, pretty good episode title. Um, oh, we've done that one already. We're talking about Prince Andrew. We'll do something similar. Um, so. Uh, this is about Ewan Blair, who's written an article in the Times. Uh, so all that skills wallet stuff we talked about earlier, mm -hmm. summon that back to the Wait, front. Who, of who's mind. who's Ewan Blair? I'm sure he's someone like who totally like meritocratous. Uh, yeah, well, mm. his um, his dad was a civil servant. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, no, yeah, not going to inquire he, any further into this. Yeah. Curiosity satisfied. Yeah, had, a, had a really famous witch project. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. uh, yeah, his dad made the Blair Witch Project. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Ewan Blair of the Blair Witch Project Blairs uh, mm. is Tony Blair's kid uh, and uh, has, we all know, we've talked about this before, his startup White Hat, which aims to like <sighs> disrupt university, but is actually just like a big tube of that, that redirects public money towards Ewan Blair. Mm. Um that sounds good. Well, yes. Why has Flora Gill sent Amber Rudd this big tube that directs money towards you and Blair? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Friction-free fun. Mm. Um, God, I keep thinking Friction -free about that. Friction-free fun. Feels like I'm Take wearing nothing at all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, basically, he's basically he's saying, like, university sucks. Uh, sure. we, should, we should stop. Yeah, again, mm. not wrong. Thing. University doing a slobs v snobs thing. Yeah, university sucks. We shouldn't be doing it. Sure. Uh, we training ourselves to, with the actual skills that are actually necessary to compete in the global economy. Kind of sure. It's just that he hasn't realized that those are, you know, I don't know, hosting, um, rep repair, podcasting. Yeah, it's either podcasting or like you know, Twitch streaming or <laughs> purifying your water or you know fortifying your village for when the horse mm. clan yeah. from across a the advanced simp mechanics. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So he has written an article that's all about why uh, his company, his startup, is the company that should basically take over all of British education. Mm. Uh, getting a degree is becoming irrelevant. We need to retrain the nation. Damn. So it's back to training. Sounds cool. Mm. When the COVID downturn stuck, it collided with a more persistent crisis in the British economy. Anyone want to guess what the crisis is? Not enough skills wallets. The price of Freddo's. Uh, uh, well, I mean, also, also, for example, you could have said, say... Uh, I'm Jeffrey public. Epstein dying? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that actually probably it was a pretty big crisis. Yeah, it, was like, it was like the one-two punch. Yeah. yeah. No uh, one being able to spell Ewan and Ewan Blair. Yeah, mm. that's right. Well, no, I mean, it's uh, the, uh, the, cri the crisis, of course, of like long-term structural uninvestment and managed decline of everywhere outside of some of London. Mm. Um, that and also the fact that, don't forget... This guy, you, it's very rich of you and Blair to be like university is not the answer. When again, the policy, the policy platform that like he's supporting is the is the neoliberal one, which is education, education, education. Huh. I remember someone ever, saying that. If, like, mm. let's turn every library and off license into a university. 
Yeah. Like, let's just, like, it's, have you Odd ever- Bins t- University. Yeah. That's where I got my degree. <laughs> yeah, it basically is like, let's, oh, is this a farm? Congratulations. It's now Bovine University. <laughs> like, he is, uh, that is what Tony Blair did. Like, he was like- A bunch we of need- Romanian guys being told they're going to go and work at a university. <laughs> well, it, what he did was he's, he looked at, like, at the fact that university degrees were becoming very valuable in the 1990s. And he did the neo, the big neoliberal social transformation, which is, which is the only other thing they can do other than transfer wealth upward, uh, is change the name of something and assume that that's going to have a great big effect. It's so funny to me that like he did MMT, but not about money, only for degrees, and so it, it just became like with the with the financial supply. Oh no, you can't add more money and make it like when you need a lot of something because that'll make it less valuable. Whereas now you just be like a degree printer go brr, and now a degree is like absolutely meaningless but also essential. Yes. Yeah. So don't worry, Ewan's here to fix what his dad started. Welcome to Pyramid University. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he says the problem is a skills shortage that meant we mm. were driving with the handbrake on. No one has any skills anymore. That's yeah. the problem. That's why we need the wallet. Yeah. yeah it's, no one has any skills. No one knows how to Twitch stream. No one knows how to induce people to like give you bits. Mm-hmm. No, we're not in the zone. That's yeah, the problem. They're not in the fun zone. And no one's in the cool zone. No one's in the fun zone. No one's in the swin zone. They're all in the like lud zone yeah the, the, the problem of zonelessness was one of the most acute and early in new labor's term um uh so uh live before i jump into this article i want to throw to you here what do you how, how, what do you what are you feeling about this so far give me your vibe about uh skills wallets and the, about, the education stuff yeah what, what's the college vibe yeah um well I just realized I, I didn't check my grades for the, the <laughs> last semester. I didn't see and my <laughs> fucking exams for the last semester, so I feel you. Yeah. Yeah, so um, maybe the reason for that was because of the anxiety related to having a, a deg- like uh, like trying to work forward to a degree that's entirely aimless and um, creates a large amount of uh, mental health issues, and I know that I'll have uh, no job for it uh, coming out of it, mm. which is, I guess, a purely personal experience, but it's seemingly very connected to everything that's going on here. It's very common yeah. for some reason. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Well, it's because we're I all doing. I can't put my finger on why. Well, it was like it was. It was like when I, I think it was Andrew Adonis actually tweeted, "Ah, uh, like ah, ninety two percent of 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 left wingers still live with their parents." No, it was it was Toby Young. <laughs> Toby Young. Ah, ninety two percent of of left wingers still live with their parents. It's like ninety two percent of left wingers still live. It's like, with it's their like parents. there's no like, fucking houses, Toby. You twat. <laughs> you slag. Um, yeah. Oh, Joe, you're a right slag for a so, Toby Young. Someone should give him a fucking club. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dave Courtney. Uh, so, mm. he, so Ewan's basically has got this startup, right? And he says, we may have the most admired university sector in the world. Not true. It's not true. America does. Um, mm. But it's all been an open secret that it doesn't deliver what our economy needs. It isn't working for the fifth of graduates who never recoup the cost of their degrees. And it's increasingly irrelevant to British employers report that only a fifth of recent graduates are ready to hit the ground running and it's like again yes because we've turned universities into like places that you go to get your class position confirmed essentially mm-hmm. yeah. so you, are, you are ready to then be deployed into respectable society take a look at again some like negative interest rates and kind of guess what you're going to do about yeah, it's, it's, it. it's like not what university is for no. like university isn't there to produce like university should be about like broadening people and giving them an education and enabling them to be like kind of like 
members of society with some sense of like the underlying culture and educate. like it's not it's not there to teach you how to like be a management consultant but that's what all these people like i mean just reminding everyone that i went to business school and like the whole <laughs> thing was just like they were literally teaching you to pass management consultancy interviews that was the entire course mm-hmm. because like now no one wants to train their staff anymore they only they were like they would literally rather hire someone w- from with an economics degree from bernard matthews university <laughs> the humanities <laughs> from anywhere else because yeah they just believe like, you have to be a numbers it's, guy. It, it's it university is either what used to be job training or it's just a sift for people who are too poor or too mentally ill to like be able to consistently like jump through all of the hoops it sucks mm-hmm. fuck university mm-hmm. all my homies hate university <laughs> it's increasingly irre- yeah uh, prez says schools for losers uh it's increasingly ir- irrelevant to british employers and again ex- you and Blair has located the problem with this entirely in the workforce. It's like, ah, mm. it's your fault that you're stupid about JavaScript. The problem isn't that, say, there are just fewer jobs because capital has automated more and more and more of them. No, the problem is we need to teach people how to, like, make a project plan. Mm. Learn to code, not in the way that you already yeah. learn to code. Like, if you got a computer science degree and you can't get a job, what you need to do is you need to learn to code. Yeah, yeah. you didn't learn to code enough. Not enough languages. Yeah. Mm. So Cambridge University is canceling in-person lectures until 2021. Damn, what they do? The first time that Cambridge curate. University has ever canceled anything. Yes, <laughs> that's right. Mm. Um, as a result, young people are reassessing whether the student experience they purchase will be worth it. <sighs> Uh, you know, yeah, uh, you know, uh, you purchase it like a chocolate bar yeah, or a hamburger. I'm a rational consumer. I am a rational consumer, and I am like I can positively evaluate whether or not I'm getting my money's worth. And if I'm not, I can go elsewhere. This week on revealing turns of phrase. <laughs> What's the point <laughs> of living in the society that you and Blair has envisioned, unless you're already rich? Well, there isn't one, but like, why would he envision anybody who wasn't like him and everyone he's ever met? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Like, it's because all you're doing is you are, he's saying, no, what we have to do, the problem is, is that the lazy fucking workers of this country haven't oriented themselves enough towards the needs of capital. They haven't disciplined themselves enough. Mm. And so we need Mm. to give them more opportunities to discipline and improve themselves. I mean, to th- to Im- the thing is, right, everyone talks about how the um, the ERG and Dominic Robb and all those people, they wrote that book, Britannia Unchained, like many years ago, where they all mm. said, oh, British workers are some of the worst idlers in the world, and so yeah. on and so Wasn't on. Jamie Foxx in that? But the thing is, that's a common belief. Mm-hmm. That's like, that is, might as well be what you and Blair is saying here. It's the same. It's the same underlying belief. Yeah, and, and the impulse of all of this is the same as the aristocracy stuff, which is... You can't do shit, and we will just continue to rub your face in it. Yeah, welcome to season three, baby. Black Hill. But we are in danger of overlooking a solution that's right in front of us. Retraining can give people a purpose and fuel our recovery. It is helped by a remorseless logic, where if we are paying people not to work, shouldn't we pay them to do something useful? Oh, I'll show you a remorseless uh... logic. Yeah. So if you're if you're hey, you know, if you're if you're furloughed and you're making 80% of your salary, which somehow is supposed to cover, you know, your rent and your food and your bills and your childcare mm. if you have it and stuff. Uh hey, 
you also should be doing less leisure, by the way. Yeah. Everyone has to make do with less, except me, you and Blair, because I have this startup idea. I love to be given make work in the you and Blair vegetable gulag. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, so I, I, I also, I want to I hear a little bit from Olga as well, because you actually do know how to code. <laughs> I why are you why are you exposing me like this? <laughs> you can this learn, you really can know how to code and be horny. Those aren't mutually <laughs> exclusive. Yeah, wait, is, if you know how to code and you're and you're horny, all you do is do ASCII art of boobs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the ultimate simp. I went to university for computer science. Can you fucking imagine? Yeah. How fucking embarrassing so is that? So, but what do you, what do you think of, of you and? Well, I'll tell you what you and Blair's plan is. Then you can tell me what to think of it. Okay. By a happy turn of events, the funding is already available. The government has put 1.5 billion pounds into a national skills fund, where it sits unallocated and ready to be put to use. Uh, retraining people. Oh, big skills wallet. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so what? That's that's the that's you and Blair's plan basically, which is hey, uh, British workers, the worst idlers in the world, are idling. Mm. Uh, let's not let them idle. Let's instead teach them some skills uh mm. you know which again i'm sure many of them who are like already now being teachers uh full-time and carers full-time and on less of a salary and stuff are probably definitely ready ready to absorb yeah well this is where i reintroduced my new startup teach sunderland to kickflip <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so, okay, what's your overall opinion on this my overall opinion is uh that i need to meet more front-end developers at parties while our fields rot and um, retired NHS workers are forced out of uh, retirement while more guys mm. can code apps for me to, to, to find new ways to be horny. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true, right? Like, we've, like, we've realized where the actual gaps in, in society are. Mm. It's not that, like, there aren't enough AI developers. Like, that might be a small problem. The real problem is that this, the things we need don't pay anything. Yeah. 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 She's a computer scientist. I pick vegetables. We met on floorgillmatch.com. <laughs> and, and we shut off the tap of cheap labor to exploit and do those jobs that we actually need. Season three logic. Mm-hmm. They should make a university degree for how to like uh, do like menial farm labor. Yeah, that's the ultimate solution. We literally have to do Bernard Matthews University. No, they ha they have that though. It's called land economy. How can I learn how oh, to pick damn. fruit online? <laughs> you just operate a little fruit picking drone. <laughs> but that's but like that already. But you joke, but that already exists I have, because like I, I, my in, I have another window open of farming simulator. Do not talk to me about this. <laughs> no, you, you joke, but that already exists because again, we remember that most of these automated drones and stuff do, zipping around San Francisco doing deliveries are just controlled by people with in Colombia being paid pennies an hour. Hmm. Like the fact is, we are like. So I, I assume something is going to is going to arrive to cover this gap. It's just that a there are going to be a lot of morbid symptoms while we wait for the new to be born, and b it's going to fucking suck. Man, I wish the cool zone would hurry up. <laughs> we are yeah. not in the cool zone. No, I hate to be a guy in Colombia who used to make loads of money and wear flamboyant shirts working for Pablo Escobar, and when they shut down that, that now I have to control a drone in a supermarket. <laughs> so, uh, Next paragraph. So, what might a program of retraining look like? Again, it's not going to be about um, getting more people into the actual crucial roles that we know we need, like carers and nurses and delivery workers and warehouse workers and fruit pickers and stuff. The people who actually make things work. No, 
He says, first, learning, particular if the, particularly if it's government funded, has to result in real skills. Mm. Thanks, Ewan. Absolutely oh, no oh, liberal man. arts ever. <laughs> <laughs> we need to measure success not by courses conducted, but by skills gained. Absolutely oh, no my- liberal arts ever. Yeah. Okay, fuck. Like, I just, I hate being lectured on having real skills by Ewan fucking Blair, <laughs> whose only skill is being Tony that's, Blair's son. That's not true. He comes up with bird-brained fucking ideas like this and lectures people in this country who actually do things for a living about how they could retrain as a fucking, like, I don't know, JavaScript ice cream man or whatever the fuck it is that he's come up with this week when, like, there is only one route to a guaranteed job in this country and it's having fucking famous parents and then you get a stupid fucking startup that's funded by the government to the tune of a billion pounds a year or you get a newspaper column where you get to write about people you fucked on your gap year and make £250,000 a year and then you marry one of the startup cunts. Jesus Christ, this is a joke of a country. This is what happens when you don't kill your king enough. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we, have, we have rising damp as a nation. Mm, and not the good kind. We have, we have sick building syndrome in this country. Mm. We're licking the mold. It's real bad. It's real, real bad. I don't want to read gotta, the rest of this. It's going to suck. That's the first one in a while for me. Yeah, yeah you really popped that one. Yeah. Uh, so here's the, the studio, baby, and the vape. They're bringing me back. Here's the next two. <laughs> next two the next two, and then we can go, I'll go, go on about our days. Second, trading has to be employer-led. No, so yeah, no, we are fuck off, fuck off. Yeah, this, we are literally just using that 1.5 billion pounds of, like, again, I hate to use the phrase taxpayer hmm. money, we're using it to subsidize the training needs of, like, I don't know. Pay for your own fucking training, yeah. like, Dyson. wide reg. Like, I don't give a <laughs> fuck. Um, it's no good recreating the university system where demand is created in isolation to the jobs that actually exist. What, the, what does that uh, mean? What the fuck well, does that mean? Everyone's doing grievance studies, and you and Blair thinks everyone needs to do STEM. <sighs> what university is for? Uh, no, it's for job training, Milo. Nothing more. Yeah, it's, it's, it's another, like, stupid fucking thing in this country where we think that, like, knowing things is something that belongs to the upper class. And, like, if you, like, study something, like, esoteric, like, I don't know, like, fucking, like, Latin or medieval French literature, you have to be a lord. Otherwise, it's, like, a waste of your time. Like, why why is it so, like, incomprehensible to these people that we could live in a country where someone could grow up on a council estate, but then fucking go to university and study something esoteric that they're interested in and still get a job? Why is that? Why is that so complete? Why do they think that's beyond the realms of possibility when, like, once people went to the moon? I mean, if you want my actual answer, it's gonna go off into some esoteric Alex Jones shit, and it's like because they're demons and they hate all that is good or beautiful in the world, and they look and act like demons, and you can see the sulfur coming off of them. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. It's true. Um, People have got to get redder. <laughs> Finally, it is substantially more efficient to turbocharge existing schemes than to try and invent listen, new ones. Listen, during listen, if you want to fucking pioneer new heights in the study of Montaigne, you do that in your own time, right? Because this McDonald's does need cleaning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A system of incentives for employers to hire apprentices, for example, matched by more traineeships and boot camps for less experienced boot workers would strike the right balance. Fuck, you were right yeah. about the troops. Yeah. Troops. Everyone's troops. If you're in job training, you're a troop. That's boot camp now. It's because, again, because if you're not going to compensate people for the work they do, if you're assuming that more and more 
people have to do essential jobs because of a sense of patriotism. And the only people who get to be homo economicus are like bankers and AI, AI programmers and stuff. Then, yeah, like I said, you have a world of Morlocks and Eloy. You have a world of, you have, yeah, you, you have the world, you have that world. You're just afterbirth, Eloy. Yeah. More, you have Morlock the, uh, future. Yeah, you have a you you become Morlocks. I mean, this is um, this is I I don't think we think this is teleological, right? You don't have to end up as a Morlock. It's just that becoming Morlocks is something that may occur on the path to the cool zone. <laughs> I think Deliz um, said that once, actually. Yeah, I think that's actually verbatim. Yeah. Yeah. Man, we should have cited. We should have had more Deliz in this episode because that was a horny dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and just like the original. Morgan. Well, pretty much like yeah, all of Deleuze and all of Guattari is like the state is incredibly horny just in everything it does, and people are incredibly horny for the state, and I bear that out in on Twitter every day. So yeah, Fasc- fascism is when you want to fuck your leader, basically. Yeah, so so sometimes sometimes you just want to lick the boot, and the best thing you can do is like hope that it's a worker's boot. Mm-hmm. Like, he actually uh, jumped out of a window because he was so horny, he couldn't deal with it. <laughs> dude's rock. Uh, rest in peace. Yeah, yeah dude's rock. R.I.P. King. If you have an erection that lasts for more than four hours, consider defenestrating yourself. <laughs> 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 Fellas, is it gay to jump out of a window because you're horny? <laughs> Depends what you land I on. I mean, a man built the window. Yeah. Mm. Oh, my. All right. Um... Why are you getting windows put in in your house? What do you want to do? Look at dudes <laughs> through the windows? Fuzz, fuzz. <laughs> I right. have tactical rifle All sets right. in my house. Yeah, we, uh, we, we got a roll. Um, I, uh, I think that's about it for us today. We're just abruptly so say- ending the Ewan Blair. Good. That's a, it's what, it's yeah. what she deserves. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Ewan Blair, fuck off. University is bad. The cure isn't to make it into whatever you seem to want. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two, uh, as as ever, uh, thank you to Olga for doing two calls with us today. Two calls. I need to I I need to cleanse myself by doing some JavaScript. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and uh, thank you to Liv for calling in today as well. Mm, thanks for having me on. Oh, anytime. A real pleasure. Mm. Um, right. So I think uh, we also have uh, T-shirts, as you know. Uh, we have the we, Twitch stream, which is the Twitch stream. Mondays, Thursdays, Fridays. No. Not Mondays, Thursdays, and uh, Fridays. Mondays, Thursdays, Sunday. Sunday. Uh, Sunday, Wednesday, Thursday. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Alice, you're on the Twitch stream. I'm not, you're on I'm, like every one. Listen, listen. For, is meaningless. Yeah, shut the fuck up, okay? Uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Sunday at 9 p.m. Sunday, 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 but also Wednesday and Thursday. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you, you absolutely know what it is. Uh, so, uh, also we have a Patreon, five bucks a month, second episode a week. You know what that is too. Uh, Jewel, uh, you're going to pay $5 to to some dude. Uh, (laughs) Look, we, we've, we, we have one girl, so it's not gay. Mm. Uh, Liv and Olga, do you have anything that, uh, that you would like to plug? Uh, just watch my Twitch stream, twitch.tv slash live posting. Um, I stream like every day. Uh, please follow me on Twitter at Rock and Rolga. I'm going to be selling something very exciting soon. Flora Gill, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, all right, all right. Friction-free uh... fun, everybody. <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, okay, all right. Let's uh, let's head off mm. later. Bye. Later. Bye.